Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Over the last two weeks, we spoke about China and how they've begun what they call a new development phase that includes, quote, common prosperity and stability. They're doing this to address some of the discontent felt by their middle class and, in the process, are exercising some pretty extreme controls on some of their own biggest and most successful companies, including Alibaba, Ant Financial, and Didi Global. Until recently, if one wanted to make money, they'd try to align with what they believed were the party's priorities. But that's getting harder to do. And given both the regulatory risk and the party's arbitrary control that can change in the blink of an eye, we believe there's too much uncertainty to maintain much, if any, exposure to China for now. This week, we're looking at Generation Z, currently between the ages of 9 and 25, to consider the impact they're having on the global economy. We begin knowing that change is a part of human nature and that if they adapt early, they not only survive but thrive. So when it comes to everything from fashion to innovation and to politics, is Gen Z, as we call them, going to be more or less of an influence than the millennials and the baby boomers before them? According to Pew Research, Gen Z, also known as the Internet Generation, consists of those born between 1996 and 2012. There are 65 million of them here in the United States. And by 2026, with the estimated impact of immigration, that number will swell to 82 million. And with the majority of them of color. But globally, there is more than two and a half billion Gen Zers. They're 30% of the world's population, 40% of all consumers. And by 2018, they were already accounting for more than $200 billion in buying power. This is important because of people like Greta Thunberg of Sweden, who two years ago at only 16 was named Times Person of the Year for challenging world leaders to address climate change now before it's too late. She is the face of her generation and of the impact they're determined to have on the environment. Lori, did you know a Gen Zer's average attention span is eight seconds? That's how long we have for them to decide if what we're saying is worthwhile. <laughs> wow. Because we'll be citing a lot more statistics than usual today, I hope they and our other listeners will bear with us because I think they'll find it interesting if they do. 55% use their smartphones five or more hours per day, and more than a quarter are glued to them for more than 10. While 59% can't go a day without texting, not only do 92% own or plan to own a car, 
72% of those who don't would rather go a year without social media if it meant getting one. So I guess that tells us two things, that Gen Zers like their mobility, both literally and figuratively, and that they like to travel. Next, more than half don't plan to work at their current job for more than three years, to the point where some are calling their generation the great resignation, and only a third of them care as much about work-life balance as millennials have. Yet flexibility, that's as important to them as higher pay or job security. They prefer to work on a team rather than on their own, but even though they think they'll work harder than the generation before them, they aren't in a hurry to get a job. And at least half of them are unhappy. You know, that's right. And women more than men, with 58% reporting anxiety and sadness almost all of the time, many of them were just entering high school when the Great Recession hit. And now with the pandemic, well, if they didn't lose their job, they know someone who did. And as a result, everyone's thinking what they want from their job with a greater sense of urgency about taking control of their lives. But it's more than that, isn't it? Both Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles have been outspoken about mental health and the pressures of their careers. When 20 years ago, Bjorn Borg left tennis for the same reason and unfortunately felt compelled to keep those feelings bottled up inside. And while most of them consider themselves idealists, in many ways, Gen Z is more driven by money than either the millennials or baby boomers before them. Because I think they're afraid, perhaps that things like Medicare and Social Security won't be there for them when they need it. But the truth is that many of today's younger people still want it all. The best quality at the lowest price with the highest level of service with a smile. And as you said, Barnaby, they're impatient. If they don't feel appreciated, they'll hang up on you after 45 seconds. Or they'll stay on the phone so they can give the person on the other end a piece of their mind. Well, that is why loyalty programs like those at companies from Starbucks to Alta to Amazon are so popular. Gen Zers are loyal to products and brands they feel are authentic, that use and reuse recycled materials, or that support something philanthropic, like Bombas Socks, which gives away a free pair to the homeless for every pair they sell. As we said in our podcast on demographics, they see themselves as influencers. In fact, that's now a title a job description, and at a growing number of companies to the point where it's its own industry in itself. More than 70% have written at least one review and think word of mouth is the most important factor when making a purchase, reading at least three reviews on average before reaching a decision. And they do it all through social media on everything like Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. That's how the Gen Zers get all of their information. So anyone hoping to sell them anything better be on their toes because one way or the other, for better or worse, word will get out. And yet, Gen Zers don't like ads. And just over half of them use ad blockers. Which brings me to one of the strangest things I think I've learned. And to tell you the truth, it surprises me a bit. How some of these statistics seem to contradict one another. We know, for example, they skew largely Democratic and pretty far to the left at that. 
and that they want the government to take care of them. Yet they distrust the man and think some of our biggest companies have way too much power and therefore should be broken up. We know they're technologically savvy, and yet only 3 in 10 feel they're skilled enough to succeed in what they themselves call Industry 4.0. They want to tax the rich, and they rail against the wealth gap between rich and poor, and yet nearly two-thirds want to become wealthy themselves and say they'll start their own business. In other words, we have the next generation of entrepreneurs. They're already here. Yes, but can you explain this to me? I actually think some of these seeming paradoxes are really only at the margin. Both Gen Z and the younger millennials are some of the most educated people in the country. If we're to judge by the number who have or say they're soon going to college, they're eager to learn. And as you said, it's important they feel respected and included. But they also think that the only way to survive is through co-opetition, through some sort of partnership between the public sector and private business. And again, they're seeking to conquer the ills of society, things like affordable housing, and what they feel the need is for free access to broadband, childcare, and college. So what you're saying is they believe they need to start their own business to come up with acceptable solutions where they're in charge of their own destiny because they feel they've suffered more financial insecurity than anyone else since the Great Depression. And they feel that social media provides them with all of the reliable information they need. Unless they still don't have a car. (laughs) You know, I hope as they grow up, we will see a new wave of innovation. And I think we will but in some ways at least with better results than we seem to have achieved in the past, at least in terms of equality and with less poverty and waste. Well, I hope you're right. And perhaps we can talk more of this next week when we discuss impact and sustainable investing. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with friends and family so they can enjoy it too. This is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammy for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and any investment opportunities referenced may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth 
and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.